Hey guys, so today we're going to be having an episode based off of the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. This is kind of a uh, somber podcast, um, but I just wanted to give respect to the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, who recently died on the 16th of August of this, well, of this month being August, um, from pancreatic cancer, um, but I really just want to um, talk about her legacy for this um, episode. It's going to be really short. I just want to go through some of her um, accolades and achievements, uh, just to give her um, the respect she deserves. Um, so, for my daily wavelengths, um, if you guys have been paying attention to uh, to my uh, post on IGTV, you guys will uh, have heard from uh, of some of these artists. So, the first artist I've found, and this is um, one is off of based off of the Spotify uh, podcast, I mean not Spotify, Spotify playlist where it like um, generates music that um, you they think that you will like um, based off of your listening history. So, there's an artist named Brandon Banks um, and this song is called Autumn um, it's very uh, it's very like Sade uh, whatever song can I compare um, whatever artist can I compare it to um, he has some Frank Ocean vibes to him as well um, it's very moody it's very uh, it's very um, like atmospheric um, and very um, spacious, like at the sound of the song. Um, it's very lyric driven as well, so I really appreciate the song. Um, so check him out if you guys get a chance. Um, I really think it's a great song. Um, and this is—it seems like from what I'm looking on Spotify, this is his first single that he's ever released. So, um, to me, that's a great start. Um, the second artist, um, which is pretty, which is a duo, um, called Lewis York has released a single called, um, No Regrets. Um, now Lewis York, I know the two people, um, that comprise the group Lewis York separately. Um, it's Chuck Harmony and then, um, excuse me, having some congestion, which is disgusting. Um, as I was saying, um, Claude Kelly and um, Chuck Harmony are the um, duo that created the group Louis Short. Um, and they're Grammy nominated. They've been working with people like Fantasia, even Whitney Houston. Um, most of your favorite artists, they've probably either written a song for them or uh, have arranged um, or produced a track for them. Uh, so I've known them separately, uh, but seeing that they're now together creating their own music, I really appreciate this new single. It's very funkadelic. Um, it's very like neo soul. It's a blend of all these different uh, genres of music that um, they grew up with. Um, if you guys want to check out like some more information about them, what I love about Spotify um, is that they have like a bio section. Um, just like Apple Music, but um, I feel like it's more in-depth since they have, like, tour dates and stuff like that up there. So you guys can know exactly what's going on. Um, but check them out on Spotify. Um, 
and also check Brandon Banks out. Um, I'm not sure if his social media, if his social media is on the bio page, but check him out and see when he's touring or having any music um, releasing. Uh, I'll give you some updates because I'm going to try and see if um, Brandon Banks has like any uh, unreleased stuff on like SoundCloud or anything. So if I have a chance, I'll probably post that on Instagram on the um, Millennial Tones podcast um, page. So stay tuned for that. Um, some throwbacks I've been listening to is um, Trippin' by Total, but pretty much the whole album, which is the second um, and last album, which is um, Keisha, Kima, and Pam. Um, so if you guys are Total fans and like 90s R&B fans, um, I think you guys will um, appreciate that if you guys are um, fans of their music. Um, so... Um, also, been, I've also been listening to the Ozzy Brothers, Boys to Atlantis. That's probably what I'm, that's probably like my top three favorite songs by, uh, well, one of my top three songs uh, by the Ozzy Brothers is that, Between the Sheets, what was the third one? I always get the third one mixed up with a different song. Um... Because I always get the third one I think of is always the one with Ron Isley, so it doesn't count as the Isley Rubber song. Uh, uh, I can't think of it at the moment. But yeah, that's one of my favorite songs by them. Um, and then, of course, Prince, I Would Die For You, which is off of the um, Purple Rain uh, movie album. Well, movie album slash soundtrack. Um, so that's probably my favorite song off of that. Uh, well, one of them anyway. Um, but that's what I've been listening to over the past two weeks. Um, but let's get into some of this information about Aretha Franklin that I wanted to get into. Um, like I said, this is going to be a shorter podcast than usual. Because I just really want to um, pay respect and give Aretha some respect for what she's um, put into on the music industry. So, hold on, let me open this. One second. Okay. Okay, so this first article that I'm looking at is on Billboard.com, and this is talking about Aretha Franklin's top 20 biggest um, Billboard Hot 100 hits. Um, So I'm just going to talk about certain things on this article. Um, So it says, Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin leaves behind an unparalleled legacy on Billboard's charts. The iconic diva died at her home in Detroit on Thursday, um, August 16th at... Um, age 76, which was um, yesterday. I'm recording this on a Friday. Um, and it talks about how Franklin first appeared on Billboard charts at just 18 years old with Today I Sing the Blues, which debuted, debuted on the Hot R&B, um, does that say size? Yes, Hot R&B Sides. Now, um, Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart dated October 24th, 1960. The song paved the way for her hot 100 debut four months later with won't be long with the ray bryant combo on 
February 27th, 1961. Um, they even have like a picture of it actually showing uh, the Billboard Music Week when it was still like a, a, a magazine and like a little um, paper pamphlet. So they have a picture of that if you guys want to check this out. Um, at this article, you guys can find this on Billboard, as I said before. Um, and then it was saying Franklin Les sent a new song on the Hot 100 with Here We Go Again, which reached um, number 76 in 1998. The track was released for her 30, 37th studio album, A Rose Is Still a Rose. During her lifetime, Franklin charted 46 albums on the Billboard 200 with six reaching the top 10 i never loved a man the way i love you number two 1967 arifa arrives number five um 1967 arifa lady soul uh, number two 1968 arifa now number three 1968 arifa lives at fillmore west number seven 1961 and Amazing Grace with James Cleveland, number seven, nineteen seventy-two. And okay, so hold on one second. Um, Franklin debuted her last Billboard two hundred entry in November two thousand fourteen with "Sings the Great Diva the Classics," which hit number thirteen, her biggest, her highest rank in twenty-nine years. Um, more recently. More recently, a brand new made with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra hit number five on classical albums in December 2017, making marking Franklin's first visit to the survey as she continued to break new ground 57 years after her first Billboard chart appearance. So it's just going through some of uh, the songs that she's done and even some of the duets that she's done over the years. Um, so at number one, the rank, so it goes by here, it lists this as from starting with the rank title, um, hot 100 peak position, um, and then the peak date. And this is the top 20 biggest billboard hot 100 hits by Reba. So number one is the duet between her and George Michael, which is I Knew You Were Waiting For Me, again featuring George Michael, which was number one for two weeks. And this, um, and that peak date was on April 18th, 1987. Uh, the second um, is, of course, Respect, which was number one for two weeks, which was on June 3rd. Um, 1967, which was that peak, uh, number three, until you come back to me, that's what I've, that's what I'm going to do. Number three and the peak, peak date was February 23rd, 1974. Um, uh, number four is freeway of love. Number three, peak date, August 31st, 1985. Um, number five is Chain of Fools, which was number two on the Billboard charts. Uh, I mean, on the Hot 100 peak position. And then the peak date was G- January 20th, 1968. Um, Chain of Fools is uh, um, one of my favorite songs by her as well. And I'm going to just go down to um, the 10th number. You guys can also just find this. I'm going to let you guys get a chance online. Uh, but number six was Sweet Sweet Baby Since You've Been Gone. Number five, um, Peak Date, which 
was March 30th, 1968. Spanish Harlem is number seven. Um, number two, and that is the peak date for that was September 11th, 1971. Bridge over Trouble, uh, Bridge over Trouble Water, um, slash Brand New Me, um, is number six. Peak date June 5th, 1971. Number nine is Baby I Love You, number four. Um, peak date is September 9th, 1967. And number 10, Who Zoom and Who, um, is number seven. And the peak date was November 30th, 1985. So, again, I'll. Um, actually, I'm going to try and make sure I link all this stuff in the description box so you guys can check these out more easily. Um, but I'm going to go on to some more stuff about Aretha, um, when it comes to the, when it comes to her record second, the record setting achievements on Billboard's R&B charts. So, um... As we I recently was talking about, the Queen of Soul scored uh, 20 number number ones on hot R&B hip-hop songs and 10 leaders on top R&B and hip-hop albums. So, um, Aretha Franklin, reads, Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul, proved to be the queen of Billboard's R&B charts, too. As previously reported, the icon died um, at home in Detroit. Um, on August 16th at the age of 76. Franklin first appeared on the R&B sides now on October 24th, as I previously stated in the last article, um, when today I sing the blues, um, which started at number 22. Two months left, uh, two months after that, the song peaked at number 10, marking her first of an astonishing 52 top 10s on the chart. The sum stands as the most among women and third overall behind Drake's um, 68 and James James Brown's 57. So, just her being based off her being a female um, in this uh, is such a huge accomplishment and nobody has been ever, I don't believe anybody has surpassed her and I think the only person to pass her with singles probably would be Nicki Minaj. But then, let me just check. Um, then, of Franklin's 52 top 10s, 20 ascended all the way to number one, tying her with Stevie Wonder for the most um, chart toppers of any act in the hot R&B hip-hop songs chart history, which dates to October 1958 as an all-encompassing survey for the genre. Um, collectively, her 20 leaders spent a combined 65 weeks in the top slot. Yet another record among um, women. So, again, another record. Uh, the Queen also leads all women for most career weeks in her R&B hip-hop songs top 10, um, 333. And most appearance on the chart overall, 96, with four credited as double-sided singles, making for an even 100 charted singles. Franklin earned her last top 10 in 1998 as a Rose Still is a Rose number 5, while her last entry in her left, lifetime is a 2014 cover of Adele's Rolling in Deep, which reached number 47. I'm going down. On top R&B hip-hop albums, Franklin 2 was a force she appeared on the very first ranking then named R&B 
hot R&B LPs and dated and yeah, LPs and dated January 30th, 1965 with running out of fools at number um, nine fools kickstarted a jump started a run of 32 top 10 successes and 46 top total charted um, albums on the list both record tallies among females female acts um while foods introduced introduced her to the chart her fourth charted album i never loved man the way i love you made her a legend the 1970 why am i not reading this right the 1967 set Armed with the enduring classics and R&B chart toppers, respect and the title track became the first album by any solo female artist to be the top, to top the list and re and reigned for 14 weeks. She quickly followed um, Man with another number one album in 1967. Aretha arrived with the following, and the following year became the first woman to replace herself at number one on top. R&B hip-hop albums. Her Lady Soul um, ruled for 16 non-consecutive weeks before seating the summit at, wait, see, yeah, seating the summit to Aretha Now, which dominated for f- 17 frames with Man, Lady, and Now, Franklin is the only female artist with three albums that have reigned for at least 16 weeks each on top R&B hip-hop albums. So again, nobody has surpassed her still in that um, category. In total, Franklin landed ten number one, number one albums on top R and B hip hop albums. Is some equaled only by Mary J. Blige for the most among women in the charts history. Thanks for her mon- monumental success on the flagship R and B hip hop rankings. The Queen of Soul, unsurprisingly, was crowned Billboard's top female hip hop R and B hip hop. R&B Hip Hop Act of All Time in February 2007 and a second overall only to The Temptations. So, that's such a great, like, she's done so much in music and just her recording so many albums. She's, um, she's in double digits when it comes to albums and it's not like, it's not like, uh, 10 albums is the amount that she's done. It's, like in the 40s and like um upper 40s which is a big accomplishment uh for her so let me get to my next article this article is coming from a uk article a uk um publication called the independent uh so give me one second as this loads up Okay, while this loads up, I'm going to talk about um, some of the artists that um, personally I've known about for forever long. Uh, Like, Aretha's been in the game for so long, so she's uh, um, influenced a lot of the artists that I love. Um, Namely, Whitney Houston, then you have... Uh, especially the female artists, you have Whitney Houston, you have uh, you have Mary J. Blige, you have uh, 
Patty. Um, you have Mariah Carey. You have Celine Dion. You have Beyonce. Uh, you have Brandy. Uh, Tamia. Like, namely, a lot of the um, great voices in R&B. Uh, just R&B, just music, period, have been influenced uh by Aretha, um, and Mariah in some interviews has even said, um, and a lot of artists have said that even if you weren't directly influenced by Aretha Franklin, um, you were influenced by her just based off of um, the artists that you listen to, especially if you listen to herself and many artists like that. Um, so her legacy will always continue on, um, which I really appreciate. One thing about um, music that I always love is even when unfortunately the artist dies their music stays and if they're an artist where um, their music is timeless um, it will never get old and it will never lose um, the amount of respect and um, pedigree that it has and Aretha is is the queen of soul so that title will never uh, be taken away from her it can't um, but now that this article, so this last article I'm going to talk about, uh, and read from is again from the independent and this is a UK publication. Um, if I remember correctly, um, hold on, let me make sure. Yes, it is a UK publication. So it's only one day old and it reads Aretha Franklin, Queen of Soul, who won 18 Grammys, sold 75 million records and drew a tear from Obama. Um, so it, this subtitle um, below the main title it, it, um, reads, Regarded by many as the greatest singer of all time, Aretha Franklin bestowed um, 19... bestrode, okay, 1960s and 70s R&B and sang at three presidents inaugurations, which is a big thing as well. Um, it was the moment a queen reduced the president to tears half a century after she gave gifted her sumptuous signature songs to the world. Aretha Franklin summoned all the vocal majesty that she that earned her the title of the Queen of Soul when she sang to President Obama in 2015. And if you guys watched the um, Kennedy Honors Gala, this is um, what they're alluding to. Uh, this was the 30th Annual Kennedy Center's Honors Gala um, where she strode on the stage wearing a full-length fur coat and holding a purse, a clutch purse, she sat at the piano, piano and began to accompany herself on You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. Um, and Carol King was actually there with her um, up in the stage. Um, she was actually honoring her um, for, for um, creating the song. And since she um, co-wrote the song with Aretha, uh... And this is where um, Obama um, wiped a tear from his eyes, um, and it was emotional delivery. Um, and it continues on talking about the performance. Before long, Franklin rose from the piano. She allowed the fur a Christmas present to herself. Twelve months earlier, to slip to the floor and strutted to to center stage. A year later, interviewed by Vogue, she explained that she was thinking, "Let's get out of this coat. I'm feeling it. Let's go." As she effortlessly hit the high notes, the president showed her his pleasure by fist pumping. Excuse me. In September of the same year, Franklin had serenaded the 
serenaded Pope Francis with Amazing Grace in Philadelphia. She also sang the Nissan Dorma, having previously performed it at the 1998 Grammy Awards ceremony after Luciano Paviarti, um, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, was indisposed um, by a sore throat. Um, Franklin, who has died, as you guys know, at the age of 76, has been stealing hearts with her rich, um, luminous, pitch-perfect, soulful singing since she was a child. Uh, and getting on to some of this, um, the song Respect um, was originally um, sung by Otis Redding. So it talks about um, him, him in this paragraph saying, In 1967, she stole respect from the great Georgia Solomon, Otis Redding, and made it arguably her biggest, her greatest recording. Along, although in case, although a case could be made for, I say a little prayer, chain of fools, think natural woman and others. And it even quote it even has a quote where Otis is saying, "I just lost my song." Howard Otis and mock um indignation. That girl took it away from me. The twenty five year old Franklin's magnificent interpre- interpretation was much more than an intriguing cover. It was an almighty appropriation. Uh, musical heist from the moment the track was always identified identified with Franklin, not poor Otis. Um, Franklin's performance on this funky slab of a sovereign soul epitomized her vocal prowess, radiating, radiating sassy confidence and gospel fire. She burned a sanctified path through the secular song, um, famously whooping respect, um, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, Find out what it means to me. One of the greatest recordings of the past 60 years It became a million selling song and was also embraced as an anthem of black liberation and female equality. Um, some perceived it as an appeal for racial tolerance. Um, one second. As I scroll down. Hold on one second. Okay. And R&B and R&B and pop number one respect that detonated Aretha Franklin's career skywards. Um, over the next seven years, she consistently hit the R&B and pop um, top ten, as I previously talked about in the last few articles that I was talking about. Twenty, uh, in fact, seventeen songs leapt to the top of the U.S. R&B chart. Commenting on Franklin's dominance of the airwaves, the comedian and activist Dick Gregory, Gregory noted. You'd hear Aretha three or four times an hour. You'd only hear Martin Luther King um, on the news. She also won the first eight Grammys presented for Best R&B Film Performance. The prize was soon dubbed the Aretha Franklin Award. Um, Again, um, shattering barriers for females. Um, Just artists, period. Um, The late 60s and early 70s were... Franklin's artistic golden years. However, she also became an icon of the age, a symbol of African-American womanhood, hence the accolade Queen of Soul, a title no one ever managed to wrest from her. Um, then it goes into some of her um, 
like childhood, her growing up in a Baptist home with her mother being a celebrated gospel singer, her father being a reverend at um, Detroit's New Bethel Baptist Church, um, which held um, 4,500 people in it um, and was packed every every Sunday. um, And even talks about how her father's um, sermons uh, were released by Chase um, Chess Records on vinyl. Uh, And then it talks about some of the people that um, would frequent her home that were black musicians like Duke Ellington, Sam Cooke, Nick and Cole, as did um, gospel stars Mahalia Jackson and Clara Ward. Um, And it talks about her relationship between um, Mahalia Jackson and Clara Ward um, after her mother passed away, how they were like maternal support for her. Uh... And talks about her ties to Martin Luther King, um, between her father being a confidant for Martin Luther King and um, how Aretha was uh, the person that sung Precious Lord at his funeral. Uh, So this is a great article to kind of get some more information about what um, Aretha has done throughout her career, other um, than just reading the billboard charts and like seeing the charts you guys can hear some of the stuff that she's done um just based off of her rise um in her career so i really appreciate this article um i'll try to remember to put this in the description box so you guys can check this out but this again is on the independent um dot co dot uk so it should be um, this should be the first article that pops up when you search for it. Uh, but I'm going to end it there. Um, I just want to give you guys a quick podcast before I uh, start packing for my um, trip to see my family down south. I'm going to be down there for a couple of days. So I was kind of frazzled and kind of busy. So I didn't have a lot of time to get to talk to you guys um, this week. But thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you guys next week. Well, actually, no, the next two weeks. All right, guys, thank you guys again for listening, and I'll see you guys later.